We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The great Albert Breer of the MMQB. Albert, welcome, bud. Hey, what's up, Nick? Oh, we're just, I mean, like Aaron Rodgers, we're just simple folk trying to get through, you know, uh, the, the dark times. That's all we are here. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to be in like a dark room or something? Oh, I would, though. I would, like... I, I would, too. You know what? Like, when he when he said that, I was like, oh, I feel like fun. I'm like, that sounds kind of nice. <laughs> so, the only thing is, I so I, I did a little research on this because... You know, like, I'll be honest, I, I do the ayahuasca thing. That sounds fun. But I didn't realize there are there are these these darkness retreats that go up to 10 days. And that includes two days before and four days after. So there are people out there, Albert, that can take 16 days off in a row to Wait go a on a darkness retreat that lasts 10 days and has a couple days on either side. What are the days? On the other, are the other days on the other side, either side, like an acclimation period of some sort, or yeah, I think so. And like just to chill, I think just in in some paradise location. You're not going to chill enough when you're in the in isolation. <laughs> you, need, you need to like pre-chill and then post-chill. I probably should have done better research if that's as much as I can give you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why we? Uh, I'll still go back with you on that next week. All right, maybe maybe you, me, and Dustin one one year, sixteen days in the darkness retreat. Um. Let's start with, and I want to get into some Brown stuff here, but you know, considering considering how we've seen teams invest in offense, you know, Philadelphia with the the AJ Brown trade paying dividends, and you know, other other huge Ross. It feels like every offseason, teams are trying to find that next wide receiver in trade or in the draft or tight end or running back. So, yeah. given the trend of offense here, do you think this offseason? Uh, for specifically AFC teams with the quarterbacks that that are just loaded here, do you think it's going to be an off season of AFC teams making offense the priority? Yeah, although I, you know, I think we still need to wait to see what's going to materialize out there in the market. There really aren't, um, you know, huge name receivers. I think like New England's like Jacoby Myers is probably the biggest like biggest fish out there, which is like not saying a lot. Like, and then you look at the draft. And I mean, Quentin, Quentin Johnson, like pretty good player out of TCU. Like he'll probably be the first receiver trade taken. And then, 
you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jordan Addison, um, you know, like, so, you know, I, I think on one end you look at it and say, okay, like, well, if somebody's going to take a big swing the way that Philly took a big swing with AJ Brown last year, who's it going to be? But you know, then you remember like at the beginning of the off season last year, nobody knew Devontae Adams was going to get traded. Nobody knew Tyreek Hill was going to get traded. So a lot of times like those sorts of things can be a result of, you know, of, of, of something breaking down somewhere. And so, you know, I think we have a, an idea that DeAndre Hopkins could be available. I certainly think that that's on the table, you know, with a new coaching staff and a new general manager there. You know, then, you know, are there, is there a situation or two out there where, you know, maybe a young receiver um, is looking for a contract and he and his team can't come to an agreement? You know, and I, I think T. Higgins is one that everybody's been looking at because, you know, the idea being that, like, they're going to have to pay Jamar Chase next year. Can you pay both of them? So that'd be one. You know, Jerry Judy, potentially, like, you would think he might have been available. But now with Sean Payton there, I'd say they're more in win-now mode than they have been, you know. So uh, that's the challenge of it. The challenge of it isn't finding teams that would take these sorts of swings, because I think those teams exist. It's going to be whether or not those swings are out there for teams to take. Albert, we've already started to see some of the turnover on the Brown staff. Chris Kiffin going to Houston, uh, Jeff Howard going to the Chargers, and now you know there's a, a strong thought that Drew Petzing, the quarterback coach, could could be off to Arizona to be the offensive coordinator there. So should that spot open up, what do you think is more likely for the Browns in their their staff changes? Specific, maybe let's start with the quarterback uh, coach. More of an internal promotion or maybe an external candidate there? You know, I have to look at that. God, I have to look at their, their, their staff list. But, you know, it does get to the point eventually where, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, uh, like being stretched a little thin. And I, I do think for some of the struggles they've had the last couple of years, there are, you know, teams out there that are fascinated in the way the Browns do business and like Kevin Stefanski as a coach. And, you know, I, 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 so I think you've seen some plucking off of that tree. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, and I'm pulling up the coaching list, coaching staff list now, but it wouldn't totally surprise me if, you know, you see somebody get moved over you know, from another position. I believe their tight ends coach was a college quarterback, right? T.C. McCartney. Mm -hmm. So there's one. You know, Chad O'Shea has coached quarterbacks before. He's another where you could move him over. So, um, you know, I I do think that there's opportunity with guys on the staff. Um, You know, I think that really sort of comes down to how how, how thin you believe you're stretched. So that's part of it. And then the other part of it would be, you know, sort of, you know, looking at one position versus another. And if you feel like it's easier to – find a tight ends coach maybe you move tc mccartney over to quarterbacks if you feel like it's easier to find a receivers coach maybe you move chad o'shea over to quarterbacks i think that's the sort of thinking that would be in play um you know should kevin stefanski lose to in arizona which i think is a very distinct possibility like i i i think true true is basically number one on jonathan gannon's oc west Albert, just just thinking out loud here, like um, yeah. you know, the, the Browns have we've we've had discussions. Should Kevin Stefanski give up the play calling? And Kevin yeah. has said, "Well, I'll, I'll do it if it it's the best thing for the organization." Well, right. it would seem that Drew Petzing wants to go to Arizona so he can call plays, so he can be an OC and be um, a head coach one day. So, like, why wouldn't Kevin Stefanski just give Drew Petzing, a guy that he's got a long history of a relationship with, the play-calling duties to keep him? 
Well, what does that do to Alex Van Pelt then, though? Right? Like, isn't that sort of a problem? You know, I and, and I know Kevin really trusts Drew, and Drew was one of the key guys that that um, Kevin brought with him from Minnesota in 2020. So there's no question he's a valued part of the, part of the staff. I think there's also something to be said for you know letting a guy go and you know build his career elsewhere. You know, and I and I think that, that would be part of it certainly. You know, I if you're discussing. And he says, okay, like, we're not going to give you the title, but we'll let you call plays um, and, you know, and, and, and work with Deshaun. And, you know, is that enough? Like, when you know you've got a head coach who's got a history of offensive play calling, so it could be taken from you at any time versus going into a newer, new, new situation in Arizona where you would get a chance to be a play caller with a defensive head coach and build your own sort of ship. So I think that's sort of what it is, and – um, you know, again, like I, I'm all for, you know, doing everything you can to keep as many people in house as you can. That's obviously the job of the head coach to do that, to do everything you can to keep the staff together. You know, there's also, there also comes a point where, you know, guys have grown and created opportunity for themselves where you've got to be comfortable saying like, you know what, this is a really good opportunity. You should take it. Albert Breer of the MMQB on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Um, I, I, this idea, so we've had a lot of conversation about Nick Chubb and Nick Chubb's value to this team going forward. K.J. Wright was on the other day and said he doesn't think that Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson fit together, which is mind-boggling because they're both incredibly talented. So I just wanted to think, like, hypothetically, given we got the McCaffrey deal last year, yeah, if the Browns did decide that Deshaun and Nick Chubb didn't fit together, do we have like an, an an understanding of what the value for Nick Chubb actually would be? Because I think people in Cleveland have a sky high opinion of what it should be. Well, because you have a sky high opinion of Nick Chubb, and you should because he's a great player. Um, the problem is he's a running back, and you know he's an aging running back with a lot of miles on his body. I believe this is going to be what his sixth year, right? Like as a pro, I believe twenty twenty three will be year six for him. Um, you know, and, and, and he's obviously, you know, taken on a lot of damage over the course of those six years. Now, you know, he's done a good job staying healthy and being durable and all of that. But, um, you know, I, I think the problem isn't, you know, Nick Chubb, not, Nick Chubb being good enough um, that some other team would want him. The problem is the value proposition where if you're another team, you look at it and you say, do I want to give him a draft pick and slot $12 million of cap space to, to Nick Chubb as great a player as he is. When I just watched the team um, that won the Super Bowl run out there with a seventh-round rookie starting and making the league minimum, and, you know, and that's, that's sort of the issue all running backs have. It's not, are you good enough? It's how replaceable are you? And there are very few running backs that are good enough where you could say, that guy is completely irreplaceable. And um, so like that's why I, I really think, Nick, that Nick Chubb's got – greater value to the Browns than he would to any other team. And, you know, when you get deeper into a running back's career, it's really hard to get value for him. So do I think they could get like a third-round pick for him? Maybe. Um, do I think anybody's ever going to give up a one for him? This is no commentary on who he is as a player. No, that's not happening. Albert, we got the XFL starting up. We got uh, – sorry, XFL 3.0 starting up. We've got – um, the USFL is back. There are, I mean, arena football is going to be back as well. So maybe for this year only, leagues this year. 
Is there a thought around the NFL of what spring league is best positioned to succeed, not just this year, but beyond? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've talked to some people with the XFL who said that, um, who said that, like, you know, The Rock, (laughs) it's funny talking about him as a football figure, right? But that The Rock has been very open about um, how he wants his his league to, to help the NFL. And I, I think, you know, that's the right attitude to have in that, like, there's never going to be uh, – there's never going to be a league that's going to be able to challenge the NFL. We're way past that ever – we're way past that time, you know. Um, but, you know, like, what, are, what, what could make for a successful spring league is one that's, you know, created a fun environment with their games and has some sort of partnership with the NFL – um, and maybe eventually you get to the point where they're allocating players for you to you the way that you know NFL Europe did uh, 15, 20 years ago. So I think that's probably the formula is like, can we be a Triple A? And uh, you know, I think um, you know, like the, the the nature of sport makes it difficult, of course, because you'd have guys you know like who played an NFL season coming down, perhaps potentially, and playing in your league and all that. But I. I think if there's a way to make it happen, I think it's it's not going up against the NFL. It's in partnership with the NFL. And I think because, you know, The Rock has all the connections that he has and because of his attitude that, like, you know, we want to help the NFL, we want to be a feeder system for the NFL, I think that should give them a pretty decent shot to, 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 to survive at least in the short term. Does that mean they're going to be a huge consumer success? No. But if you can get some players out there that people have heard of and you can create a fun environment around your games and you can have the backing of the NFL in one way, well, in, in one form or another, I, you know, I certainly think that um, I certainly think there's opportunity out there for the XFL. I sold earlier, just blurted out, that I think if the NFL decided that they wanted to split the league in two, not literally, like fall teams would say in the fall, but if they wanted a, a spring league as well, as long as they were supplying NFL players to it, meaning like Aaron Rodgers would go there, uh, Saquon Barkley would go there, so you would have legitimate NFL talent. I just feel like the league is the NFL is the only league that will ever be able to do that in anything that's more than a developmental league. Do you think we'll ever see a point where the NFL, the thirst for the NFL in this country, is quenched? No, I mean, I, I as far as the NFL itself, um, you know, I, like I do think like it's kind of it, it's at the point now where I think it's at the point now where like you've you've sort of like grown your fan base to a maximum, like right. So you can't grow up anymore, but you can continue to grow out, and that's like what the NFL has been doing. You know what I mean? Like domestically, their fan base sort of is what it is. You know. And, like, you sort of, I think, hit capacity when it comes to that. But you can keep growing out. And, you know, that's been their idea. That's been the idea, you know, of what Roger Goodell has done for 15 years in so many ways. Like, that's what going back to L.A. with two teams was. That's what London is. That's what, um, you know, going to Germany is. That's what 17 games is. That's what expanding the playoffs is. Thursday night football. Like, that, there, there are ways to kind of create inventory. And the NFL has been really creative about that. And does it ever get to the point where, like, it's going to turn people off? I, I I don't think they'll ever get to that point because, 
the, 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 again, the nature of football, you can only play it, you know, so much, like you can't play it three days a week. You know what I mean? So I think that there are limits on, on how much you can grow it out. Um, you know, but I, but, but, but you look at, um, what they've done, you know, and, 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 and adding things like, again, like Thursday night football, you know, doing what they've done with the Monday night package, doing what they've done with LA, doing what they've done with London. And, um, you know, yeah, you, you can, you can see where there'd be more room to grow, far as that goes the, the, the only risk i think nick would be does it get to the point where the advantage that they have over every other sport which is the scarcity of their product and that everything every game in theirs feels like an event because there's so few of them is there a point where you take away from that and i think maybe to some degree that, that that's happened happened with thursday night football it'd be really 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 difficult to kill the golden goose in this one albert we got 60 seconds and then we'll let you go bud but Aaron Rodgers enters darkness at some point this week. There are three yeah. options. Retire, stay in Green Bay, or go elsewhere. Is there a sentiment about the favorite of those three options for Aaron Rodgers? I think he's probably going elsewhere, but that's just a guess right now. I mean, no one knows but him, right? So I I think the, the odds are that he goes somewhere else. I mean, my guess right now, just taking a shot in the dark, would be the Jets. I think the Raiders will inquire about it. Um, I don't think it's going to be like this wild, wild, like flurry of trade offers coming in for Green Bay either. Um, I think it's sort of similar to the Brady situation in that because of his age, because he'd be limited to teams that are in a win-now spot, because there are certain things he'd need in place. Um, yeah, I, I think that you're going to see a relatively narrow field. Now, again, that's not a commentary on what sort of player he is. It's just the circumstance. Um, and then I would think that it's not going to be an exorbitant price to go and get him either, which will make him attractive to teams that think they're close. We can argue whether or not we think the Jets are close. They do have some talent on that roster. They were seven and four at one point last year, seven and three maybe. Um, and a lot of their best players are on rookie contracts, which gives them the flexibility to bring in some people if they do trade for Rogers. So they'd be number one on my list. And I, and I do think the likelihood right now is that he winds up playing somewhere else in 2023. Albert, great stuff as always, buddy. Uh, enjoy uh, a football-free weekend this weekend, and uh, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for hanging in with my voice too, because it's been uh, it's been it's been a little rough coming out of Phoenix. I'm working through it. Hey, you sound great, buddy. We appreciate you, Albert Breer. There, Dusty and I had been chatting off air about something that Daniel Jeremiah had tweeted out earlier this week, where uh, Daniel Jeremiah had talked about if this is this. The, the, the through line in the NFL is this push on offense. And not necessarily that teams are abandoning the, 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 the defensive game, but they're just not paying attention to it and throwing assets the way they used to. And that teams are much more likely to throw more assets into the offensive side of the ball. And that so... And it, the Daniel Jeremiah tweet was because of that, this kind of recent trend here over the last 10 years or so that he expects if teams have an offensive player and defensive player on the board, when they make a pick that they're probably more likely to take the offensive player. Like if everything's equal, they're going to buy in on, on the offensive player just because of the importance to the NFL game. And, you know, so that was kind of Albert's response to this. The, the reality is, I think it's crazy. 
I just think it's absolutely crazy that we've gotten to a point where teams have devalued defense. And like I know Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes were tremendous. What we saw in that game of of four quarters of really stellar quarterback play. Like even though Pat Mahomes didn't have 300 yards in that game. He played like a 300-yard passer in that game. Jalen Hurts had uh, almost 370 yards, or no, above 370 yards total, and four touchdowns. So, that being said, it's a bit of an anomaly. Like, the elite quarterback matchup, when I say elite quarterback, I'm talking about two quarterbacks that can take over the game in the way that both Mahomes for a half and Jalen Hurts for the whole game took over the game. That's the anomaly. Like, it's the this weird catch-22. Having a franchise quarterback helps you win enough games, and if you have a franchise quarterback, it gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl. You also need an elite defense. So, I think if everybody's zigging this year in the name of offense, I want to see the Browns zag. Because I do think, like, listen, let's say the Bengals do make um, T. Higgins available in a trade. You don't have the assets to to get him. You just don't. And, and I mean, you go kind of even further to that. Jerry Judy, like you might have to trade Greg Newsom to do it. I'll, I might do that trade straight up. Beyond that, I don't know I'm giving up much more than Greg Newsom or, or another kind of similarly valued player. I also thought it was interesting that when talking about the Browns' internal candidates, or sorry, the Browns quarterback coaching spot. And it does look like, I mean, everybody's just talking about it like it's a foregone conclusion that Drew Petzing's going to go to uh, Arizona with Jonathan Gannon, the former Eagles defensive coordinator, Northeast Ohio kid. If that's true, one, if if you really thought this guy was like you you can't afford to lose him, why why doesn't Kevin Stavansky just turn over the head co- the, the play calling duties? I, I I was I can't remember where I heard this, but one of the reasons why you know Gannon is interested in petsing. Oh, it was Mary Kay Cabot talking about this that Jonathan Gannon isn't concerned about Drew Petsing not having former play calling experience. He thinks you don't need that to be a good play caller. So maybe that's holding back Drew Petsing here. I think it's weird how Kevin Stefanski is super, super loyal to guys that are maybe mediocre at their job, and then guys who might have a future to be a head coach somewhere who might be a better option, but it's a little bit of a risk, he'd rather see those guys go elsewhere so he can, you know, promote another acolyte. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 